Let me bang you. I do let you bang Let me bang you, Jesus. Let you bang Let you bang Greetings, marriage and virgins. Go for Jesus. No for gay Jesus, people. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? What's up, people? Welcome to a Brother MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, I'm Adam Hunter. I'm here with my man, Ween Dog, who's wearing some kind of camouflage. <laughs> it's a face mask. It's a face mask. It's totally normal. Yes. As well as Sean McCorkle in his new house. Uh, how are you, Sean? Yeah. Uh, your wife? I'm doing all right. Don't let me forget before the podcast is over to tell you about... What? Are you there? Tell me about what? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I was, we're off to a great start. Uh, I had a little bit of experience with someone breaking in my house. Yeah, you you uh, you, you post you sent me a video. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yeah, I, I can hear you. Uh, you sent me a video last week. Uh, I looked yeah. at the video, and you're holding a gun, uh, aimed at somebody. Um, right. And I was like, that that's a yeah. that's a real gun. Um, so please tell me what the fuck happened. <laughs> okay, so I've got 20 acres here. I've got about 10 acre front yard and a, a driveway that goes about uh, 700 feet off the road to my house. Another 600 feet past that, I've got three pole barns, right? You guys hear me so far? My yeah, internet's yep. sketchy. So I, um, I pull back there uh, to get a chainsaw because apparently now I'm a farmer or a tree cutter. And uh, I go back there to get some stuff out of one of my pole barns. And I see a car parked in the one that doesn't have a door on it. Like it's like a carport kind of um, entrance to a barn and i thought well that's weird that's not my car or anyone i know so i pull in and i block it with my car i text my son said hey run me out my ar-15 real quick i think somebody's in my pole barn trying to steal stuff and uh, i had just been out there the night before so i know they came during the middle of the night and i'm actually i just bought a security gate i'm gonna have to have installed because apparently uh, this is a common thing around here in the country like i don't know so I say to the barn, hey, if you're in here, you're at the wrong house. I'm going to kill you if you jump out on me, so you better let me know you're here now. Nope, nobody says anything. I walk in, search the barn, don't say anything, get ready to call the cops. As I'm backing out, I see to my left out of my peripheral a girl that looks like she just climbed out of the well on the movie The Ring. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I see a girl sitting there growling at me, showing her teeth. She's two feet from me, growling at me, turned, bent over halfway sideways, growling, looking methed out, man. Wow. So I almost shot her. Like, I mean, almost shot her because it scared me so much when I turned and saw her. So I put a gun on her and I asked her, like, I was like, why are you here? And she doesn't answer. She just keeps growling. And so then I was like, um, are you here alone? That's my biggest concern. She's got somebody else with her who's going to shoot me or stab me or something, you know? She won't answer. And so I asked her something else. I asked her how old she was because she, I don't know, she won't answer. So I said, the next question I ask you, you don't answer, I'm shooting you. So here you go. You got one more chance. And I was like, are you here? I said, are you here alone? And all of a sudden, she's not a growling where she says, yes, just looks at me. And I said, nobody's here. She's like, no, just me. I've been sleeping here for weeks. And I'm like, no, you haven't. I was just out here, you know? And uh, I asked her how old she was because I, I don't want to kill anybody. I certainly don't want to kill a kid. And her face looked really young. Right. And I said, how old are you? And she said, uh, she said 34. And, I was, and for some reason, my son recorded the part he saw. He went live when this is going on. He sees me point a gun at somebody. 
So he goes live on TikTok. Like, uh, while he's holding a shotgun, he's also live. So um, I um, I asked her how old she was. She said 34. Like, look at all crazy. And I said, bitch, you look 12. Don't lie to me again. I don't remember saying that, but it's on my son's video. Yeah. So apparently I freaked out. And I started threatening her. And I said, are you here alone? And she kept looking over at this horse stall, just kept staring at it like somebody's about to jump out on me, you know, or whatever. So I said, if anyone's in here, you don't tell me I'm shooting you. So if I hear any movement, I'm killing you then, then. And so, cause I don't know what she's going to do. She's still bent over sideways the waist, growling, acting crazy. And so uh, my son calls the cops. They get out here. The cop walks in, doesn't even, doesn't even pull out his gun. Doesn't do anything. Just uh, comes up to turn around, handcuffs her, searches her. I asked him if it happens, if this is, you know, very uh, common. And he said, oh yeah, it happens all the time out here. Everybody's on meth. So Oh um, it's a, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun this week. So that's horrifying. Yeah, he said people dude. break in all the time. He said, I would lock down everything you've got. Oh God. Well, speaking of crazy, it would have been so scary. If it was a man, it would have been less scary. Oh, well, speaking of crazy, we have mayhem calling me in from jail right now. Uh, so can you guys hear this? Oh yeah, we can hear it. All right. So this is a special show. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Oh God! What? Do you have to pay for a phone call from jail? Yes. Yo, mayhem. Oh God! What? You're on the podcast. I knew I was on the podcast. I was like, this son of a bitch got his radio voice on. Uh, <laughs> how, how are you? How are you, man? I'm all right, bro. You know, I'm just keeping it fucking uh, gangster here in uh, Cell Block P. You know, just doing it right. I miss you, man. Sorry, I, I didn't pick up a couple times. I was like, didn't see that you called till after you called. Um, yeah, you know, no stress, bro. Listen, I, I know that I'm living on a different time here. This is just like a uh, slow motion version of life. But from what I hear from the news, it's nothing but damn masks and lockdowns in California. It's crazy. So it's like I'm not missing much. I know it's like a damn post-apocalyptic wasteland out there. I'm in the safest spaceship in the planet. You're the only one who gets arrested for looting during a pandemic. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I know. I like they're letting everybody else go. I, I didn't understand. They just uh, uh, must have called me out because of my whack ass haircut. Oh my god! I actually miss you, man. You you actually sound good, man. You, you actually sound good. This call will be recorded and monitored. Yeah, because they're monitoring and recording all these phone calls. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, everything going. You know, it's really kind of uh, put a hiccup in my program, but I should be out of this this whole shenanigan pretty soon. This is kind of like a uh, bologna sandwich type charge. Uh, so, it, you know, I'll be out soon. But I'm, I, I have uh, started a training camp here for the uh, prisoners. Everybody is uh, a guy, Coach Mayhem. I, I made some <laughs> made some mitts out of uh, some old chocolates, some sandals, some some shower shoes that you can buy off the commissary for a dollar twenty-five. Uh, I've got uh, yeah uh, boxing gloves that I've also made out of those with uh, some old socks tied together. Uh, Everybody's been training pretty hard for the last couple of weeks. I just made a, I just made a training camp in here. That, that's how I'm staying sane. So you're teaching other prisoners how to fight? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's just pretty wild. I got I got one kid who's like pretty solid uh, 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 170 or 
I think this guy's got a nice range. Maybe he's going to do something when he gets out of here. He's got some pretty sweet-ass gang tattoos. I don't know. That's the problem. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, and best of all, none of us got COVID. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, and how's your, how are you doing? Are you uh, staying fit? Are you working out at all? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, you got to stay in shape to keep everybody in line. There's like uh, no way to, to not do that. You got to be, uh, uh, you know, fit and in shape. It's weird. They transferred me to a different block where, where I have a uh, actual like cellmates and like, I have like, uh, guys to work out with now. It's not like, uh, before where they had me in secure housing where, they had me separated from everybody, and now I actually, you know, it's like a kind of a more normal jail life experience. I mean, not that I'm happy about it, just like a upgrade on the rung of hell. Got it, got it, got it. And then you figured out what, and you, you pick, you, and you learned your lesson, you figured out what you were doing wrong and how you could make things better? Yeah, obviously. It's like pretty simple. It was a pretty simple thing. I feel like I had it figured out uh, before, but man, uh, I got a wake up call. Gotta gotta take a little step to the left and uh, move out of the neighborhood that I was in. This call will be recorded and monitored. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. I mean, you know there was I was like, because you were you were killing it before COVID, and you you're you're one of a couple friends of mine that like, man, the worst this lockdown was like was the worst. It was uh, the worst. It's a nightmare. How the hell is he supposed to do this to like human beings? Like, man, I, and I get it too that everybody is like stressed out. You know, but I, I guess we just gotta uh, play by the rules that the, uh, uh, you know, that whoever the hell, I don't know who the hell is in charge, Gavin Newsom? I guess we gotta play by the rules that Gavin Newsom is uh, is um, setting up for us, or, or hell, uh, this is how you end up. Well, listen, man, I mean, look, I mean, we gotta, well, we have to have a long talk. I don't, I don't wanna do it on the show. Yeah, no, I wanna. I didn't mean to jump straight on the podcast. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> You're recording it right now, or I, you know, I would have called it a different nah, nah. But, perfect that we did it this way. One thousand percent. But I, I truly but miss I you, man. You. I miss you a lot, bro. And then I miss you. I miss all you guys. And God bless you, man. I, I appreciate you picking up and, and paying my, uh, my global telling account. Nah, man. You want to? You want to? You a couple dollars? Huh? Don't put, put some on there. Some on my books and put some money on my global telling account so that I can. Uh, uh, I, I might be get stuck here for Christmas. Who knows? Well, listen, you're one of my best friends, so I'll I'll always be there for Likewise. you, bro. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, God bless. You. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Take care, man. All right. Bro. All right. That was Mayhem Miller. So for for all the people who have been asking, where's Mayhem on the YouTube comments? Now you guys know. Yeah. Now you guys know. We we have to have a long talk. I didn't want to do it on the show, but I told. I told uh, his friend that uh, well, I was going to come on the podcast. So he actually did. And he said he would love that. So she said he would love that. So, oh, man. But, you know, what you, how, uh, how weird is it that Mayhem's, Mayhem's in prison, but he has more freedom to work out and train with other people <laughs> than we have outside of prison? That's a little weird. Well, oh, like I, I said it. before, man, when like, Jason, you can't even go to a jiu-jitsu gym, but thank you, friend. Well, what I said before, when Jason is sober and focused, there is nobody better. There's nobody better on the mic, nobody better charismatic. You just want to be about him. Unfortunately, as good as he is to the one side, when things aren't going as well, the other side swings back on the pendulum. But that's a lot of people, you know? It's just a matter of, like, focusing that energy towards the positive shit. 
Now, uh, so McCorkle, were you worried though? I, I, I'm a little nervous that you said you were going to shoot that woman. Uh, like, cause you can't just shoot people, you know, that Even yeah. your property, you can't just shoot them. Well, um, well, she was acting crazy and like, like she, she dropped down to her knees at one point real fast without telling me she was going to move. And I almost shot her then. But um, I, I, I was glad I had my gun because if not, I just would have beat her up, you know, like I would have punched her in the face and choked her unconscious because I'm not getting stabbed or shot or I've been shot at before in my life and stuff. It's no fun, man. So um, I didn't know what she had, what she was doing. I know there's no, re- no way she thought she was at the right place. So she was messed out. But if she didn't look like the girl from the ring or children of the corn or some shit, it would be different even, you know, to a degree. But she looked like, dude, like I thought she was a witch that came out of the woods behind my back of my house or whatever like she looked crazy crazy and uh they said i i kept asking her are you on anything because if she's on meth it would make more sense and i wouldn't have been as nervous you know what i mean but i kept saying are you psych- like are you on medication like are you schizophrenic are you um you know on stuff so she said no i've done meth before but i'm not taking it now like as she's growling and i was like well that's weird um so the cop gets there puts her in the car and said hey we're gonna test your uh, blood and urine you're gonna be a lot more trouble if you lie to me than if you tell me the truth what am i gonna find and uh, they she goes, maybe heroin, um, meth, and uh, clonopin. But other than that, nothing. Like, that's what they were going to find. Oh, that's good. You know? and, her, and then to top it all off, to top it all off, they wrote her a ticket and let her parents come pick her up and towed her car. No no charges, no anything. Like, and so I, and the cop was like, you can't, y'all you know, wouldn't recommend shooting somebody in your pole bar. And I said, oh, I got a burner gun. Don't worry about it. It would have been in her hand before you guys got out here. <laughs> Uh, like my uh, is that a, that was a, my burner gun would have been. I said so. It's it's cool, you know. Did the cop laugh or no? No, he didn't think it was funny. He was a little bit serious about it. But uh, I was. Uh, I told him I should have had my burner gun in her hand if she got shot. So don't worry about that. Oh, God. I said that would have been fine. And well, well, uh, well we've had different weeks. Uh, but no, I'm glad I didn't kill her, man. Like I, but it it was like a nightmare, man. Like it, like you know, it's like a horror movie. Like you turn off, so there's like a little girl staring at you in the corner. Like just with the craziest face, and when I say bent over, I don't mean bent forward, bent sideways, almost at a, like a more than a forty-five degree angle, just looking at me, bent over like crazy. So I just can't believe it was some watch. weird shit. But I loved it that my son went live. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, probably a good thing. What's that? I just can't believe you, you have a barn uh, too. Yeah. Like the, fact that, the fact that you have a barn is awesome. yeah, that's what's crazy. <laughs> So, uh, so I yeah, actually, I'm gonna be a farmer, I think, eventually. I was in San Francisco, and I did five shows. And they were, it was outside in the back of a bar, but it held like, you know, 50 people. So every show was sold out. Um, but it was fun. But so there was what, there was two girls that came with a guy that were like talking the whole show. I'm like, you literally can't go anywhere. You come to a comedy show to talk and just being obnoxious, whatever. And the, the other comics were yelling at them. They didn't care. So then there were these other women there that were lesbians and I, and they, they were divorced lesbians, right? Like they had been, they were together cause they, they had four kids <laughs> together and they were like, they said that two of their kids had special needs. Then I pointed to the two girls heckling. I'm like, and here they are uh, <laughs> that like that murdered. And then after the show, they came up to me, right. And they were like, Hey, listen, uh, we haven't been out of the house in six months and we have four kids, two of them. Special needs. We want to thank you so much for doing this. Like a lot, I got thanked more for doing comedy than I have in like for a year. People like people are just so starved for any type of entertainment or real life. So so that was that was awesome. Um, and then uh, uh, Zoe LaFrosto came with Alexis Davis, both who are very hot, by the way. Uh, when 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 fighter chicks get done up and they're not in camp, like like losing all kinds of like they look like it's just a matter of 
like thickness. And yeah. uh, I didn't realize that 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 uh, Zoila was divorced, so she's all divorced. One of my favorite because they have low expectations, you know. Uh, yeah. And and then same with Alexis Davis was a kid. Like moms are also great, single moms because they want you in and out of there. Uh, highly recommend dating both of them. Um, but anyway, so what your funny story? So this guy, uh, so this there's a, there's a wrestler right by this like wrestler who was like ranked one of the best wrestlers in like the world. Uh, he's he, I think he's like not in the world in like the country. He's uh he's he was undefeated in high school. Uh, Roman Bravo Young, right? Undefeated four years, four time state champion. Wrestles for Penn State, two time All American. Just like won the Pan Ams, all this stuff, and he follows me on Twitter, and we're like, we're for, and he's like, he, he like likes my jokes, yada yada. So he hits me up. He's like, hey man, I want to get better at like trolling. Can you help me out, right? So I was like, well, who do you want to troll? I'm not that I'm like the man at trolling, but I'm like, you know, I could, I could. So he was like, well, just in general, <laughs> in general. So I was like, well, why don't you put something like uh, most MMA fighters can pin a tweet. I challenge any MMA fighter to a wrestling match. And the winner goes to the charity to teach Dylan Danis how to fight. <laughs> so, so the guy laughed and he says, I'm friends with Dylan Danis. Uh, but, so he changes the tweet and puts like, I'll teach Jake Paul how to fight, right? So next thing you know, this thing like blows up. Aljamain Sterling writes, what weight, right? So now they said, he goes 150. Now they're wrestling at, at, on Rockfin at like Penn State on like pay-per-view next week because of this. Uh, I, and I guess they're doing like six minutes of wrestling and like three minutes of uh, jujitsu rules, BJJ. And I'm actually pretty curious because I, I think this guy, Roman, he's like next level in wrestling. I think if it was a straight wrestling match, well, I know uh, I'm pretty sure he would win just because that's all he does is wrestle. But he's not as good as Aljamain in BJJ. So they're doing like six minutes of wrestling, three minutes of BJJ. And it's all because they're like he asked me, so that was like hilarious because all these people got involved. Uh, so so I, I'm, I should be a freaking matchmaker. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but no, no, so then I, I did a show and there was like this, like these young kids, they were like 19, 20. This black guy from Nigeria in the crowd goes, hey man, roast me. And I was like, uh, well, all right, like while I'm on stage, right? And then he goes, I don't know, talk about me being a, being a, a slave or something. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to even partake in this at all uh, because I know I'll say something, but then they won't show you saying roast me slave. And all of a sudden I'm the racist comment and I'm getting like kicked out of life. So I'm like, there's no, but this dude was really, really funny. And after was like very complimentary. So that, that was awesome. And then uh, I had an audition for a, uh, to be a spokesman for like this massage chair. Right. And it was like, so it was like a five page audition. So I, I put myself on tape, did it, blah, 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 sent it in. Then like the director hits me up and he, uh, he goes, uh, I want to see you for something else. Right. Another like six pages that I do. Then he hits me back up. Hey, uh, well, he wants to talk on the phone. Right. And the thing doesn't pay that much it pays something, but not like, it's not like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Or something, right. So then he's like, Hey, uh, so he, he goes, well, could you do it this way? And I was like, listen, man, uh, can you just give me the part? I'm like, I promise I'll fucking kill it uh when i get there uh but my nanny canceled monday i drove back six hours last night because i had to get back and watch the kid i gotta write a monologue for dolph lundgren for the mma awards which is due tomorrow uh and i gotta watch my kid all day and i'm tired just give me the part i promise i'll kill it he goes all right well I'll take that consideration so i'm seeing if i get the part but this is the first time i've ever done something like that so i'll keep you guys posted but I've never wow part. like we'll, we'll see 
<laughs> if I'm the, 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 the new massage chair uh, uh, spokesman. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a commercial on Fox News at two o'clock in the morning. By the way, so I am writing the thing for Dolph Lundgren. Last year was one of the funny. I wrote this all these jokes for Dolph Lundgren, and I was teaching him comedy, and he was so nice. But uh, I had to go pick up my wife from the airport during the award show before it started because she had the baby, and I'm driving there. And then I got a text saying, Dolph Lundgren needs you. He wants to go over jokes. He's really nervous or something. And I'm like, never in my life, would I, like all the times I watch Rocky IV, would I think that Ivan Drago was like texting me, I need you to help me with like. <laughs> That was such a fucking surreal moment, you know, because I'm like the biggest Rocky Four fan. So uh, ever. All right. Let's talk about the fights last week. You guys watch the fights? Hell yeah. What's up, people? Listen, the holidays this year are sure to pack a punch. And so will this weekend's UFC 256. Some of the sport's most respected fighters step into the limelight this weekend. Sure to check out DraftKings, an official partner of the UFC. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. I don't know about you, Wean Dog. I can use a million bucks. You? Oh, yes. Big time. McCorkle just bought a house. He can use a million dollars. I'm looking for a house. And if you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is so easy to play. Pick six fighters, underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advanced takedowns, for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test to compete for a shot at millions of dollars all week long. And if MMA isn't for you, okay, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy contests for all the sports that have returned to action. Plus, don't forget about football season. I know Greg loves that, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs every week of the season. So download the DraftKings app now, okay, and use the promo code ROASTED. To get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the window, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the weekend. That's promo code ROASTED. To get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Check them out. DraftKings. I'm telling you, it's the best. All right. First of all, Martin Vittori. Is I did not, but I won some money on a five fight parlay. Really? Oh, you, you, you didn't watch it, but you, but you uh, still won? Yeah, I hit a five fight parlay for I think a ten to one. Nice, so, nice, nice, nice. Turned out pretty good. Vittori's gonna be hard to beat, man. The guy just, uh, you know, he's got really good striking. He's got good enough wrestling, and I was never really that sold on Hermanson. I think Hermanson's good. I think Kelvin, if Kelvin hadn't got caught in that heel hook, that fight might have went a little different. You know, yeah. it was one of those things that went so early. But uh, it was a good fight. Hermanson could take a punch, but Vittori's just, I think he's the guy right now. I think you got to make the rematch him and Israel. What really surprised me in that fight for with Marvin Vittori is in that third round, I was worried for him because he looked like he sort of was, was gassing out and it looked like Hermanson was stepping up and bringing the pace. But what really surprised me is his ability just to come back after that round and just win rounds four and five. I was like, dude, this guy is the real deal. I don't know if they're going to make that uh, Adesanya fight right away. It, it, they might go to uh, Paulo Costa, Paulo Costa or Robert Whitaker for Vittori, but I think there's a title shot in the very near future for him. Well, the first fight was so close, you know? I think yeah. it, was, it was so close. And you could argue that Vittori won. I kind of thought he did win, to be honest. I mean... Uh, it definitely also it, it, people that got kind of jumped off the Izzy bandwagon. Izzy's one of those fighters that like every fight people jump on and off the bandwagon. He goes yeah. fight by fight. Um, and by the way, cutting Romero, yeah, 
I don't think was a good move by the UFC. I understand why they did it, but I just think that he could beat almost anybody in the division. He's one of those guys that just you cut him and you're like, uh, I get it. He doesn't always show up to fights, but he's so damn good. Yeah. He's so damn dangerous. I mean, they're just you, you know what he needs to do? He needs to break he needs to he needs to break some laws or get in trouble, get put in prison with Mayhem, and Mayhem can give him a full training camp in there <laughs> and he can come back out and fight in Bellator. It's my dream. He can't trade anywhere else. Now the other fight that this kid Jamahal Hill. Is that you say Jamahal? Jamal. Jamal Hill. Uh this kid is the truth. I mean, OSP is such a slow starter. I don't understand starting slow in three round fights. Yeah. I'm not trying to gas yourself out, but has OSP ever won a first round ever in any of his fights? It's hard to and recall. We stop the guy. I mean, it seems like he just gives away every single first round. And then he's always playing catch up. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a weird, 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 weird fighter. Because he's so good, but then he just either he'll show up or he won't show up. It's so like, also had like 25 UFC fights. That's a lot of fights to, you know, for a light heavyweight. It's so funny, man. Oh, oh, like, does. Yeah, fight like 25 fights in the UFC. I also yeah, like, I didn't know that. I just feel like a lot of times awkward fighters, not to be like make this a race thing, but there's a lot of white awkward fighters, you know, like like Sam Alvey or that like 90 year old guy that from Australia. I just forget his name. Uh, Dan. Uh, fuck. That that guy. Whatever his name is. He's probably the most awkward black fighter out there. OSP. Because and I it's probably because he also didn't start fighting till later. A lot of times when you're an athlete first, you're a football player, and you get into fighting. I feel like you don't pick it. It's just it's just different. It's a it's a harder transition. It's an easier transition because you're so athletic, but it's hard to look like a fighter. Even like you look at guys like uh, uh, Greg Greg uh, Hardy Greg Hardy or Alonzo Menafield or some of these other guys that were like football players to go into fighting. It never they always look uncomfortable in there. Uh, they, get, they get the job done, but they don't look as smooth. Am I, am I right, Sean? Yeah, I mean, it's a whole different world, man. If you saw me hit pads just in the gym, you would think I had awesome hands. Then I get in a fight and I'm swinging like a girl, you know, like two girls fighting that are 12 years old. It's, uh, I don't know, technique is real easy when there's no pressure, but it gets uh, yeah, it gets tough, man. But OSP, he's one of them dudes, like you said, he's he can either beat the best guy in the world or lose miserably to a bum. It does not that there's any bum in the UFC, but – Lose miserably to a guy, and there's just no telling which version's showing up, man. So a guy that just showed up is Uncle Creepy, by the way, who was just on Real Sports. And it's funny because the last fighter I saw on Real Sports was Mayhem Miller, and it was not a good look. We just had, we had Mayhem calling from jail, by the way, before you got here. Um, oh, beautiful. How's he doing? He sounds like he's doing well. He's uh, he's leading the workouts, and uh, hopefully he'll be out before Christmas. Um, I hope so. I mean, I, he's the only guy to get arrested for looting during a pandemic. Like, the whole world gets the right way with looting, but he gets, but he got arrested for something else. So I think he stole his girlfriend's car, but they were living together, and, and she reported it missing. It's always something where you're just like, huh? You know, like, yeah. It's, it's never just like full on bank robbery. It's always some strange story that you're just like, it just like it's naked in the church with a fire extinguisher. Or it's like, or he beats up my beats up my ex wife, or I should say, gets in a fixed fight with my ex wife. 
Uh, and then I'll, that. you know, that was, that was never a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of which, Creepy, uh, now that we're off to a positive start, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, by the way, so I watched Real Sports, and you were on it, and man, like, they were talking about uh, taking ayahuasca, taking mushrooms, and, you know, you were swearing by it, and what's his name came on there? Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Dean Lister, who was like taking alcohol for, I don't know, three months straight, taking all kinds of painkillers. And he just, he was depressed in a really, really rough state. You brought him to your sermon and now he, he, he thought he died. He watched himself die. And now he's been sober and clean and you've seemed to have fixed his problems, man. Uh, so that's awesome. And it may really open my eyes to the, the power of uh, what you're talking about, man. Talk to me a little bit about this. We lost him. He looks frozen. All right. <laughs> Ian. All right. Oh, there he is. Ian, He's let's... back. All right. Now we can't hear him. This is, <laughs> this is just, this is my life right here. My fucking babysitter canceled today. Um, can you see me or hear me? Yeah, I can yes, hear you. So. All right. So did you hear what I said? Okay. Hello? Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, Dean Lister um, took a bunch of mushrooms with me and... We healed him. He spent six hours purging, um, which is something that I haven't seen at that level um, uh, ever. Um, and, you know, he just um, he got it out of him. That was the thing. He actually got it out of him and he has not drank or taken any sort of substances um, since since the uh, the ceremony. Now, I mean, th there, there's a lot of stuff that happens within this. Um, I'm very lucky to be, uh, someone that, uh, somewhere like re, re, you know, HBO real sports reaches out to you for this because of the, the healing work I'm doing with fighters and veterans. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really heavy, you know, and it's, it's, um, uh, they, they didn't show the actual, ceremony that we did because it was too it was too wasn't fit for tv <laughs> from what i was told um we we had a really deep ceremony and i think especially the adoring public um i don't know if they'll ever see it i, I hope that one day we can release it or release most of it um but when you see someone exercise the demons with a group like i work with the uh the church that i work with and i'm you know trying to become a reverend for and more or less a preacher for um you know, there, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that happens in there, in that, in that little portal you create and, um, to, to also create a safe space for people like fighters or like veterans, you know, people that have killed for, for patriotism or whatever you want to call it. Um, or people that climb into a cage and beat other people up in front of, you know, in front of everybody for blood money, you know, you give and receive PTSD while you're in there. And this is something that I, I, I love, I don't love to say, I, 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 um, I have to say is it's very hard for people like that to go into ceremony with a normal person that's in psychedelics because these people don't understand us and they, they think they do and they don't, and it's, it's not their fault, but you know, uh, I've learned that over the years, part of the human condition is childhood trauma. That's just part of the human. That's part of the human experience, I should say, which is disgusting. But um, or, or trauma in general, you know, with, with adolescent, with whoever. Um, well, once that's over with, the people that choose to do these jobs have been affected the most usually. 
Uh, not always. Um, people that choose to go kill for their country or, or do fighting as, as a job. Um, then you go in there and you, you, you pack on tons of PTSD and trauma in your life. And that will manifest in drug addiction and, and, you know, uh, abusive behaviors, sporadic behaviors, uh, you know, suicide, suicidal ideation, at least. Um, and, and I think that it takes a very special set of people, like, like the people I've, I've, I've set myself up with. Um, and I've, I've kind of surrounded myself with, to work with specifically work with fighters. All right. So specifically, Storm, specifically so Storm McCorkle was taking 25 pancos a day for your back, right? Yep, I was. Yeah, sounds about right. I've been there. Um, and he, the guy, yeah, went to, the guy went to, to the guy went to Germany, Germany to a doctor to fuse his back. Still, he's still in a lot of pain. Uh, yeah, and it's causing him to kind of gain a little weight, to kind of not be able to move, not be able to, you know, a little, a little depressed. Thanks for bringing that up. No problem. He has to let his girlfriend ride him. Uh, he can't be on top of her. Um, Big. so just a tip. How can you help them? Okay, so number one would be uh, obviously diet and whatever exercise or stretching yoga you can do. I just um, started working and studying like Kundalini yoga more. I've, I've studied yoga for a very long time, but I'm really trying to get spiritual for once in my life um, and, and just look back into the essence and the, the the origins of martial arts and how to be a martial artist. I think this whole gladiator culture that I was a part of is, is bullshit and I, I want to kind of stand stand against it and just say look there's a better way to do this um but with sean it's 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 whatever sort of workouts you can have like that even ddp yoga is amazing you can do it from bed if you're paralyzed sort of thing um diamond dallas page is an amazing person and i I suggest if you want something like that reach out the guy's a saint i love him to death actually i can give you his number um and from there it 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 goes not just a diet but an anti-inflammatory diet you need high dose and not not advil or anything like that that stuff is so bad for you. It is so bad for you. And you you got to stay away from na- uh, unnatural things like that. So turmeric, um, you know, ginger, cinnamon, these things that can, you can put into your body that are going to help with inflammation or help with absorption like black pepper, um, lots of CBD and microdosing psychedelics, microdosing mushrooms specifically. That mushrooms is my specialty. Um, you are going to have an anti-inflammatory effect uh, f- specifically as – the psilocybin molecule goes from into your brain, into your body, and transfers into or, or translates into uh, psilocin, which psilocin is a is a uh, serotonin mimicking molecule. It, it's it's it looks just like it. It acts just like it. So it will turn on that receptor, and that will uninflame or deinflame, however you want to put it. Uh, it'll get rid of the inflammation in your pathways. That right there is depressive inflammation. Everything in your body bad is tied back to inflammation. That's how it works everything in one way or another. So we have you know to get down that response. You know what's, uh, what's, what's really weird is that what you're saying about inflammation. That's I went to the doctor in Germany who's treated Kobe Bryant. And I mean, everybody, Michael Jordan, he's treated everybody. And that he, he wrote a whole thesis and his whole, it's called Regina King. His whole thing is on fighting oh, yeah. inflammation. He says like pain is, he said pain is caused by inflammation, not the other way around. He said a lot of times people get hurt that it gets inflamed. They don't understand it. So, Hurts because of the inflammation, not because, you know, not vice versa. But that's what he wrote. I mean, he's got a book called The End of Pain. He's got a whole diet and all kinds of supplements you can take. And I've done it here and there. But, man, it's hard to find some of what he wrote in there. They don't sell it in the United States. So well, I do want, if it's legal. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got you there. That's the thing. I, I got you there. So I work with a company or I, I, I 
help facilitate people getting uh, something called exosomes, very much like Regenikin. Regenikin is an amazing, amazing thing. Um, but you guys ever heard of CRISPR technology where they can, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan always talks about how crazy it is. Um, we use the same sort of technology where you can turn a, a full-grown chihuahua back into a wolf. Yes, we have that technology. We just don't use it for that. That's weird and stuff that they do in China. <laughs> but here, uh, we take yeah. an exosome. We take we are sorry. We take a mesenchymal stem cell out of the placenta. Okay, the best ones. All the women have all their biomarkers run. They're healthy, young, twenty under twenty five year old women um, that that are are you know being paid to do this. They take out the stem cells. Okay, they enzymatically extract it through a nine step process. Now everyone else in the field seems to be doing a four to five step process, but the super genius that invented this. Um, is just incredible. He bays the stem cells into a bunch of growth factors and peptides. And then you can, um, they're only FDA cleared to do topical cream. Now I've, I've heard from doctors, not from this company, obviously, because the, 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 this is not, they don't do that, but people, um, like yourself, like yourself specifically, I, I, I would, I would re- even recommend going through the, the driver cream that's topically done and you will see amazing results. I, I've heard of doctors, even like my, my former father-in-law, He's reversing ALS patients with it. it. It's what it is. It's a nanoparticle that's able to cross the blood-brain barrier much easily, and and it's full of growth factors of peptides. The outside is is covered in microRNA, which is like a bunch of keys surrounding a ball, and all those keys find different cells in your body they can work with. So this thing put it directly on, uh, over the injury. Um, we I, I I can promise you because I've I've had the work done. It is the most incredible healing product in the world if you can afford it. It's about three grand um, or so. I can we can even have it sent out to a doctor you work with. They can do it. They can apply it. Um, and I keep saying we. It's just my friends in the company they own. It's just let's just not say that. Um, but you know this is an this is an amazing company and this is the most healing thing that you can have in your body. It's it's before a cell. You know, it has no DNA in it. So like with a stem cell, for instance, if you get a stem cell injection, sure, if it's the same sort of stem cell that you use, not from your own degraded body or from someone else that's older, from a young person, um, then then the stem cell can bond to that to that cell and help you fix it like it did my shoulder years ago. But it can also give you Lyme's disease because there's DNA in it. So you just have to be careful. You have to be really careful with that sort of stuff. But um, that that's my recommendation. Exercise uh, bio. So McCorkle, are you going to do any of this? Uh, yeah, I'm going to actually get his number uh, if you give it to me after. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him about uh, a real close friend of mine that's an alcoholic who I've been trying for two years again to quit drinking. He's going to die. And I've also I've heard about psilocybin repeatedly. That's got like a eighty or ninety percent success rate on people stopping addictions. So I was going to see call him and ask him what it costs, how it can be done, all that because I would uh, I'd pay for it for my friend to go after. I didn't probably go with him to get it done because he's going to die. If he keeps drinking. So like he's in bad shape and he's only 40. Last time I had someone like that, I told him Brandon Schaub's comedy routine. And he was like, <laughs> come on, that was a perfect time. Then he killed himself and the pain was gone. Yeah, then he killed himself. Yeah. So so the, the church that I work with is called the Earth Temple. Um, and it, it's run by two people, Bree and Bearheart. They are incredible reverends. These are the people that are teaching me the shamanic ways. It's called neo-shamanism. And through them, they have two different main certifications for uh, being federally recognized as plant medicine churches. Um, so everything is by the book. Everything is, is protected. Um, and this is, all, this is all spiritual. This is their church. This is our sacrament. This is, this is my church, too. Um, 
And, and as a preacher for the church, <laughs> I have to, you know, say that th this is the way to do it. Ceremony is key. Uh, even doing them in a, in a clinical setting is, I, it's just, I don't like it. It's not for me, it's, but it is for some people. I mean, especially for end of life distress. Um, that's one of the biggest, um, biggest studies Johns Hopkins has is on end of life distress with people taking massive doses called God doses, 20 to 30 grams. And they, 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 they actually become okay with death. They'd learn to celebrate death, which is something that we need to learn, start doing is we need to learn to celebrate things like death because, um, and just be okay with moving on to the next realm because I mean, the things are crazy that mushrooms can do so many things. And, and I, and I, I, I can promise you that this will help your buddy. It, it works. So Ian, Ian, here's and, the one yeah. thing I, I kind of worry about you though. Cause I, I met yeah. your girlfriend at the Mike Tyson ranch, Tyson fight. Uh, yeah. beautiful, like drop dead gorgeous German girl. Now, fiance, and she's fiance. Serbian, by the way. A fiance, <laughs> right? The Serbian. Yeah. But she's you. But she now. You said she's also like a, a scientist slash a professor, and that you're her lab rat. Are you worried that maybe she's doing experiments on you? But like you're this little guy that she's like. No, no, no. I, I mean, as a lab rat, I mean, she is fixing my brain, you know, psycho-spiritually. She's helping me with, um, you know, learning the shamanistic ways. She was, like I said, born in Serbia. Uh, her grandmother was a was a shaman uh, on their family farm. Um, you know, prominent family, prominent, prominent communist family, but also would run off to the forest to do, you know, paganism. Um, and as a proud pagan myself, I like that. Uh, now, she she is helped me in a lot of ways. She's been a scientist for 26 years, a UCLA professor, UCLA extension, where she taught post-grad and business professionals in, uh, in, in uh, skincare. She was a, a skincare scientist and a formulator, and she was on TV selling her own products um, that she formulated in her lab. Like I said, you know, being a cosmetic scientist and also being looking like she does, she's six feet and gorgeous and, and just this insane genius um, that, you know, I've learned so much from her and how to also be a better person. I mean, we've we've helped each other come out with a program called being accountability partners. Um, and it's it's psychedelics for couples, how to fall back in love, how to be accountable for each other through addictions, things like, um, you know, sex addiction, drug addiction, food addiction, whatever it is, you know, things that people people work with. And, and also how to take care of your your lover on a, on your partner, your beloved on a on a different level. Um uh, we even teach her. I teach parenting, obviously not taking psychedelics with your children. Um, that is illegal and not a good idea. Their little brains aren't meant for that quite yet, even though they do do it in a lot of cultures. They do give med babies that, but they're, they're Indians. They're native Americans. They're, na they're natives. They're natives. They're, they're the first nations people who, who do this in other countries or this country. So, um, but for me, it's, it's how to become a better parent. The, the, the late great Terrence McKenna said um, that we're all afflicted with one thing and that's the human condition. And the way to the only way to fix it, or to be on all on the same ground, no matter what race you are, color, where you grew up, um, is is psychedelics. It it, it does help fix the the, um, the human condition, and and it's uh it's something that I like I said I I preach about every every single day. Well, listen, Ian, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm learning every time I talk to you, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm not really sure what, but a lot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, good luck with everything, and uh, you're the best. I'll, I'll, I will. Uh, by the way, please don't start a cult, though. I told you this at the Tyson thing. I don't want to see in ten years, you know, you get arrested for like having all these people get naked and and doing some kind of weird sex cult and yada yada. No, no, no. 
I only have sections with one person now, and um, and I, you know, I'm proud of that. And I, I've changed a lot. You know, I, 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 the whole guru complex, I see it all over psychedelics, and it grosses me out. Um, and you know, um, I'm trying to hold those people accountable. I mean, even meeting me, I, I need to have people around me pull my pull my myself down a little bit sometimes because I do have an ego and I, and I do get a little crazy sometimes, but, um, yeah, hold me accountable. I, I don't, I don't need a cult. I don't need to go to jail yet. Um, I don't need any of that sort of stuff because that life is over. I'm just trying, I'm trying to heal as many people as I can because I know my brothers and sisters specifically in, 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 you know, people that go to battle, they need it. And I'm, I'm here for everybody. Well, thank you, brother. And, uh, take care. Thank, thank you. you guys. See ya. Peace. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, can I just say real quick? Uh, um, the only the only reason I would be hesitant to have him treat me is because the last time a guy I knew had, that had the nickname Uncle Creepy gave me some pills, I woke up with my pants around my ankles and my butt real sore at Thanksgiving dinner. So, I don't know. <laughs> this has been <laughs> that's all I can think. This has been the, middle of the strangest podcast we've had. We've had mayhem calling from jail. We have Uncle Creepy. <laughs> uh, this is just this is a show for the ages. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the other fights that happened. I, I felt bad for my man Justin James because I like that guy a lot. He won his first fight in short notice, lost his last two. He took a liver shot, and it seems like every time someone takes a liver shot, they go down, which makes me wonder why people don't aim for the liver more often. It seems like every time someone gets a liver shot, they go, it's over. Why wouldn't like that be your opening move, Sean? Uh, I think part of it's not taught. Uh, they teach it in boxing, it seems like, more than in MMA. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just probably not a not a lack of knowing that it would hurt. I've never been hit with one, but they say it's one of the worst things you can feel for 10 seconds, you know, or whatever. But um, that's what everyone I've talked to says. But I think it's just not being taught probably um, as much as it should be. In boxing, when I was training with this real old, uh, old school boxing uh, coach, he used to show me inside how to try to hit him in the liver, you know. Uh, yeah. from the right angles or whatever, because that'll drop somebody just with a small body punch. But yeah, the prejudice isn't being taught very often. I don't know. Because I'm always like, man, you see it, and that the person's always wincing in pain. It's like, uh, it, it's almost like that's just, and I'm like, why doesn't people go for that more often? It's probably hard to like get them right there. Uh, and then also, this guy, Jordan Lavitt, by the way, this guy, you know, I've been watching this guy fight for a long time because I go to uh, Syndicate a lot. And they call him, a, I call him like the monkey god. What is he? The monkey, the monkey god? god king or something like that. God king. This guy is a character. He took Matt Wyman, who Matt Wyman, I think, had some brain damage because he got in a car accident and almost like died. Well, he probably has more now after that oh fight. Oh, my God. He picked him up, just slammed him. Within 20, the fight was over in 22 seconds, Sean. And it was kind of like – it wasn't like that Rampage Almeida slam where he goes through a try. It was like he picked him up carried him around the ring uh, or on the octagon, put his arm like, so to, to even give it more force. Like he, he moved his hand position. Like he's done this before and just slammed the guy. Into oh, the yeah. And, and it was one of those things where the guy was out and you know what? Give the guy a lot of credit, this kid Jordan, because he could have followed up. The referee was not in position and he knew this kid's out. So I'm just going to, you know, that was very nice of him actually, or that was very, that was very respectful. A lot of fighters would have kept punching until the ref stops you, which you can't fault them. But uh, and then he does like a split, and you know he he's very uh, flamboyant. Um, but the dude I think is good for the sport. Seems like a really nice guy. Uh, I don't know how good he is, 
based on that performance or the performance before because that's not going to work on most people that that move especially now that people have seen him do it again but uh the dude's got some moves holy shit this guy's got some moves and some swag as uh, the, the kids call it and what what really irritated me after that fight was all the goddamn incel beta male MMA casual fans calling for slams to be completely outlawed and made illegal in the sport. I'm like, all right, first of all, it's very rare that somebody gets a KO slam. Second of all, he hit the side of his head in that slam. Third of all, uh, Matt Wyman was holding guard the entire time. He could have prevented that slam just by releasing the guard, you know, just stood up, you know. So I hate this argument. It's completely pussified they're trying to pussify the sport dude i don't know what you guys think about this but let's just ban punches and kicks all together and make this for slams you're gonna have a lot more people get uh get triangled because it does seem like it's a good way out of the triangle yeah Um, and if you know you can't slam the person i i feel like that might be a problem um mccorkle I think it'd be, I think what they should do is forget about rule changes to make things safer. Everybody needs to be wearing a mask uh, in the cage. I think that's the first step. <laughs> yeah, need to take, I agree all with no that. masks. Alive, right? I mean, you're right. I mean, you could probably there's probably been like how many slam finishes in the UFC? There's about like what, like ten maybe? Yeah, something like that. Knocked out. Sometimes it's the yeah, guy. Yeah, most. Yeah. The guy knocks himself out, like with Gray Maynard or something. You know. So I think that you have to. Uh, I don't think you, I don't think you should ban slams. I don't. I didn't see that many people say it. Um, it but I understand. I wouldn't call them beta males and this and that because somebody wants to. Seems like you're kind of uh, lumping people in, calling them incels and beta males. <laughs> we <laughs> all know it's true. Um, but I'll tell you who looked great was Louis Smoka. It's Louis Smoka. You know, this is the kind of fight that I always say. You know how much I want to see a guy. Come back. I like to see people overcome adversity because Lewis Smoke clearly lost the first round. He was getting beat pretty bad, came back and won the second round and won the fight quickly, too. And it was pretty cool. It was actually funny because they were talking about something else. And the guy was on going on a long winded rant and wasn't even talking about what was going on in the octagon at the time. So it was like he had to catch up. But I forgot who they were interviewing. But man, Lewis Smoke, it's, it's why I don't know how good that guy Chimaev is because we haven't seen him deal with this. We haven't seen people lose the first round and come back in the second round. I remember uh, Chael Sonnen told me with Vitor Belfort was like every fight he lost, it was like past the, if you, if you, if, if you get past the first round, you can beat them. A lot of people can't seem to win a fight after they lose the first round. You beat them in the first round, the fight's over. They fall apart. We see that time and time again. So I give Smoke a lot of credit because he clearly lost the first round, came back and won the fight. So good for him. Uh, Jake Collier versus Gian Vellante. Gian Vellante is a guy that was – he wrestled in college. He played football in college. He was outstanding at both. He's a super talented athlete. But I think it's one of those things where he's almost too good for his own good, but he doesn't work as hard as he, as he should because he, he, he keeps coming in out of shape. Uh, this is the second fight in a row where he was clearly tired the second and third round. I mean, he was looking at his corner like, do I have to go back out there? The announcer even said that. And uh, you're like, come on, man. Like, this is your job. This is what we're, this, this is your, you're a professional fighter. And we know how good you can be. And, uh, th- th- 
kind of no reason or I I don't I don't get it. McCorkle, what, what what's going on? I don't know. A guy that wasn't very smart one time said, um, watch Brendan Schaub's uh, stand-up session. No. Uh, <laughs> what he actually said was that uh, 90% of fighting is half mental. So I guess that means 45. I don't know percent. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, the mental part's so important. I'm just amazed that anybody can get into the second round. I always gassed a minute and a half in uh, every fight. So I knew the word on me was if you can make it past 45 seconds, you'll win. So, um I can hang with anybody in the world for 30 seconds, though, or 45 now, seconds. I mean, were you running? But, uh, yeah, I would gas out easy, man. I don't know. It's. But, I mean, were you running 10 miles? Were you running oh, man, when I was in the UFC, man, my cardio. Yeah, no. When I was in the UFC uh, training with a conditioning trainer, I was in such ridiculously good shape that, like, he could, he had a hard time to even get my heart rate up. But when I get in a fight with all the nervousness and all the people around me in the spotlight, I would gas, like, just tighten up and gas on the way to the cage. You know, I never – uh Never got past that adrenaline dump. Plus, I didn't know about EPO back then and didn't realize that almost everybody was taking it. So, um, no, fair play to them. I was taking HGH. They had EPO. I mean, that's the thing. Even like with like Nate Robinson, when I watched, uh, you know, his old his training for that fight with Jake Paul, he was running 10 miles a day. It was, But then he threw three punches and he was spent. Uh, look, I get it. Before I did the Tonight Show, yeah. they, had to, they had to, you know, blow dry my armpits because I was sweating so much. And, you know, I'm a guy that can go into like the worst <laughs> room in America and, and, and not get nervous at all. But I was like, you know, time to think about it. It's mentally exhausting and I, I get it. Um, I just wish that GM Volante, I don't, I'm sure he takes it seriously. Uh, he obviously is a great athlete, but you know how much better he could be if he took it, let's say as seriously as somebody like Colby Covington or something, you know, like Colby Covington, Say what you want about yeah. him. The dude never seems to gas. Uh, the dude is, con- but you know, look, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and I, I've been, I've been wrong before. So who knows? Uh, this week, Bellator Thursday night, uh, Alima Lee McFarlane, who is 11 and 0, uh, some uh, he's she's fighting a girl named Vasquez, who's 10 and 0. Should be a good fight. Uh, obviously, they're promoting it. No one knows about it except for us. Uh, but it's going to be a good fight. Uh, I'm excited about that. Also on the card, Magomed Magomedov, who has one loss in his career, which is to Peter Jan, or is it Petra Jan? Either he's or is acceptable. Named, he's fighting a guy named uh, Mateus Matos or something, who also is 15 and one, who has one loss, which is to Petra Jan. Uh, so two guys are fighting together who only lost, but so should be a good fight. I'm excited. And then, uh, Cody Law, who's a stud fighter, and so is uh, Gadi Yamauchi. Before we get into the UFC card, so Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition fight. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's going to make money. Logan Paul's 197 pounds, 200 pounds. Mayweather fights at 147. This fight shouldn't be close. Uh, Logan Paul's 0-1, lost to another YouTube guy who's known for YouTube, not a pro fighter. Mayweather is 50-0, 51-0 That's his record. I don't know why. I mean, good for Floyd. He's going to make millions of dollars. But what are we doing? I mean, what is the point of this? Like, why? Like, why? 
And the only advantage Logan Paul has is he's 200 pounds heavier than Floyd Mayweather. That's the only advantage he has. And that might be even be a disadvantage because he might be a lot slower. You know, who knows? This is a shit show. But I'm saying that Logan might win because Mayweather is 44 years old and Logan is 24, 25. But I, I don't see this being competitive. I mean, I, I, Sean, talk to me. I think uh, I think Floyd will do just like he did against Connor. I think he'll make it go long enough to uh, look like it's not, uh, you know, not not that he can end anytime he wants. I will be shocked if, if Logan can hit him. Uh, like I said, I've sparred with good middleweight, super middleweight boxers before, just even light heavyweight um, professional boxers couldn't touch him. No matter what I did, their distance was perfect. And you're talking about guys that are local pros, let alone the best to ever do it. So he won't. If he doesn't want to get hit, he won't get hit. But why not have him fight like Shaq on this card and Oprah? Just have him fight like ten celebrities. I mean, right. if we're gonna have YouTube stars. Let's have the 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 guy drinking grape cranberry juice uh, against Jordan Paul or fucking the catchman <laughs> versus LeBron James. I mean, what are we doing? Why is this happening? But I'm still gonna watch it. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. I wonder if it's gonna do more pay per view buys than Floyd versus Connor because Logan no, Paul, no, who will, he no. has a massive fan base. Come on, so they're, but they're all like four year old kids. That's the downfall. There's no fucking way. First of all, people were convinced McGregor, like a lot of people were convinced McGregor was gonna win. Like people that, like Robin Black. I mean, people that are actually experts in in the field of combat sports were convinced that McGregor was gonna win. Uh, nobody except for like a 12 year old kid is, I don't even think Logan Paul thinks he's going to win. I mean, no, not, not a chance. Nobody thinks, I mean, I don't understand. Maybe I, I, I don't get it. I mean, maybe you should, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like when I, when I was a kid in college, they used to have the bong Olympics where everyone would take bong hits and do sports. Like they should at least have something like that where <laughs> he has to, you know, blow some Coke and, you get a blowjob while fighting or at least make it interesting because this is a straight fight. There's no point of this happening. I like, it doesn't make any sense, uh, but fuck it. Right. But you just getting, making him get real drunk before he fights him, like blackout drunk before he fights Logan Paul and see what happens. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Have him go out with BJ Penn partying or something, by the way. And Henry Cejudo is calling out Jake Paul. Right. Uh, <laughs> excited about, I mean, that I think would still not be competitive, but at least if they box, uh, Henry Zuhudo, who actually has boxed before, um, I think I think Henry fucks up Jake Paul in boxing, even though he's giving up fifty or sixty or seventy pounds. Henry still wins this fight in boxing. I mean, hands down. Even though I mean, right? Do you think Sean in boxing? Yeah, I, I would be shocked if not. And I'm not even sure he couldn't beat him in wrestling either. Uh, no matter how big Logan is, man. That uh, when you're a gold medalist uh, Olympian, you. You can wrestle. What does he walk around at? I don't even know what he walks around at. Probably like 160. In wrestling, he would destroy him. It would I mean, it wouldn't even be close. I mean, in wrestling, it yeah. would be he would tech fall him in a minute or he would pin him in 30 seconds. But in boxing, uh where Logan where Jake Paul boxes every day and Henry doesn't, Henry still beats him just from just from all the you know sparring he's done for yeah. you know. But uh all right, so UFC. Uh, Division Figaro is taking on Brandon Moreno. I think these guys fought last week. Did they even like leave the hotel? Uh, no, nope. is it me or did these guys fight two weeks ago? They did, right? Yeah, I mean, this is just Mexicans just work harder. Uh, they, they, don't, 
They just, I mean, just, <laughs> well, one crazy. of them is Mexican. The other is Brazilian. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Same uh, thing, basically. Yeah, of course, according to Colby. Uh, and then also... <laughs> well, we've already, we've already learned today that... Uh, we've already learned Adam thinks all Europeans look like are white. He can't tell them <laughs> the difference between a Russian and somebody from Serbia. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier something about the, the guy was black. I don't know why he brought that up. But, uh, and then uh, now we're talking about... Uh, Brazilians and Mexicans being the same. So, right, right. Uh, I have a question. So, like, obviously, <laughs> I, you know, I would never say the N word. You know, it's not my thing. I don't do it. But sometimes someone will, sometimes a black person will tweet out a really funny joke and use the N word in it. Usually it ends with an A. And I want to retweet it because the joke is funny. But I don't want to get in trouble for retweeting a joke that has the N word. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, is that the same as singing a song? It has the n-word because people get offended if you say the n-word in a song am i allowed to retweet something uh or, or no i i don't because i just don't want to like all of a sudden get blamed for saying it or retweeting it but uh is there a, what, what do you think joe i have i have seen no problem in it at all i think everybody should be able to say the n-word if you're black that's, all right that's the wrong take uh so uh <laughs> but if you're retweeting a black person saying the n-word is that okay if you're white <laughs> If it's know. like a joke, I guess it depends on the context. I don't know. All right. So also on this card, uh, <laughs> uh, so Tony Ferguson. So like three fighters got canceled so far uh, and, and our three cards and none of them has been Tony Ferguson. Hallelujah. 2020. That might be about crazy about 2020. Uh, Tony Ferguson is fighting Oliver right. this week. I can't wait for this fight. I'm so excited about this fight. Uh, I like Tony Ferguson. Oliveira presents a huge challenge. Both have great jiu-jitsu. I would give Oliveira the advantage on the ground a little bit, but Tony's got some great stuff. Uh, Tony, I would give advantage on the feet as well as his wrestling, but both unpredictable. Fun fight. Who wins this fight? Wean Dog. Um, I'm in the camp that thinks this fight is going to get canceled last minute. I actually think <laughs> both fights, both the main event and the co-main event, are going to get canceled because – I, the Tony Ferguson fight, I feel like all of his fights are too good to be true. So there's always that element. Like, is he going to trip over a goddamn wire or a face mask on the ground and then break his entire lower half of his body? Uh, I think if there's any fight that's going to get canceled on this card, it's going to be this fight, whether it's COVID or a freak injury. But I think Tony Ferguson should win this fight. If he loses this fight, it's a big fall from grace for Tony Ferguson because he was right there at the top of the division and he was so close to the, being the actual champion if you lose a Charles Oliveira, who's like ranked fourth or something, I don't know what he's ranked in the lightweight division, but who knows where he goes from here? And he's old too, so there's that. But he's also yeah, just so goddamn like good. I got, I just, I just got a text on my phone saying you can't leave the house. I feel like that was for Tony Ferguson. <laughs> get it? Get hurt? John, um, <laughs> who wins this fight? I think Tony wins fairly convincingly, and uh, I do find it interesting when someone. And test positive for COVID, they just like won't let them fight because I'm sitting there thinking, listen, we can't let you guys get mildly sick before you go in there and try to knock each other's teeth out. You know what I mean? Like I don't like. If somebody gets COVID. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. If, if two people got COVID, let them fight. Like they, they should be forced to give their opponent COVID, and that way they both have COVID. Uh, right. Fight each other, right? That would be a right. Problem, right. Perfect. Like, don't you think that like they should make them make out or something? You know. All for our entertainment. Uh. <laughs> Um, and then also on this card, uh, Kevin Holland, who is 
everyone's super hype on is fighting Jacare. Uh, Jacare has not been around for a while, but he's always dangerous. Um, we'll see how good Kevin – Kevin Holland keep it on the feet. He wins this fight. If he goes to the ground, obviously Jacare wins. I'm pulling Jacare for the upset on this one. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Um, I just feel like a lot of these guys, these contender guys, these guys, they just – they come up, but then all of a sudden they face a Jacare who's been to the, the mountain. And, and I mean, Mayhem fought Jacare. He kicked him in the head. This guy's been around forever. Uh, but I think he, I think he pulls it off. Ween dog. Um, I, I really love Kevin Holland. I think he's had an amazing year so far. He's gone like what? Three and Oh, four. No. Uh, and I look at Jacare and I just think, Oh God, I, I don't know. Maybe he should call it quits pretty soon. Cause he's won one out of his last four fights. He's lost his last two fights, even though there were decisions, uh, I'm going to lean towards the Kevin Holland camp just because he's, he just seems like he's more hungry for that, for that gold, for that recognition, you know, and he could easily be the fighter of the year in the MMA awards. So I, I have to go with Kevin Holland in this fight. Sean. Uh, yeah, I would say same thing, man. He appears to be on the upswing on a winning streak. And, uh, I think a lot of times, like you said, you're, you're betting on, um, Jacare. Sometimes like even anytime BJ Penn fought, I always bet on him just because I love BJ so much, you know? So I would like let it, my emotions affect my decisions. But, uh, I don't think the Jacare we see now is anywhere near like the one 10 years ago, man. Uh, he yeah. was something else back in that, those days, but, uh, yeah, yeah. he's gotta be what 40, 41 now. And he's pretty old. He's 41. Getting up there. Also, Mackenzie Dern's on this card. Uh, love Mackenzie Dern. She's fighting a girl who's like 14 and one with like 13 submissions. So I'm, I'm actually pretty curious to see how this, because like I said, uh. Mackenzie Dern has got to be the best female grappler in MMA, but grappling on the mat isn't necessarily always translate to grappling in mixed martial arts. Uh, you know, we've seen brown belts and black belts. We've seen like, you know, great grapplers not be able to sort of like make the transition. So uh, I'm curious about this one because uh, it should be a good fight. And this girl, this is a girl that just beat Felice Herrig in one round. Like took her down, like arm triangle, like beat her quickly. Uh, she has a loss to Carla Sparza, but Carla Sparza is like one of these girls. I think people are like, I think they expecting her to wrestle a little, and they she's got some decent pop, Carla. Um, and I think that she surprises people and they underestimate her, her power. I know she hurt Claudia Gadella pretty bad. Um, so I'm excited about this one, actually. It's a great um, fight. And then, and then this week, this Friday night, the, the bare knuckle boxing card. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this. First of all, uh, Dakota Cochran, who I, I you know, I, I know I'm not gonna make any the, the obvious jokes, I made four thousand of those jokes, and he asked me not to, and he's a really good guy. Um, so I, I like him a lot. Uh, he's on this card. He uh, he's undefeated in bare knuckle boxing, this guy, and he also uh has wins in bare knuckle boxing over Chris Lieben and Johnny Hendricks. He knocked out Johnny Hendricks in bare knuckle boxing. So this kid, I think he actually found his niche. Uh, so good, good for Dakota. Uh, so he's on this card. And then also um, Tyler Goodjohn, who is a male porn star slash fighter. And when I say male porn star, I don't mean he's been in like one or two. I mean, he has like, hundreds of videos of him just banging chicks on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, going deep. I, I've seen his dick way too many times just on my feed. I'm not even looking. It just shows up on my, on my feed, like him just blasting chicks. So he's fighting crazy horse Bennett. So this fight uh, in bare knuckle boxing, 
well, who's now goes by the name Felony. So it's Felony versus a male porn star slash fighter, Tyler Goodjohn from England. Also <laughs> on this card, people, Sheena Starr, who we've had on this card. Remember, she's the girl that was living in the, uh, I think she might be in a trailer. Yeah. She's like four and like 30 or something in MMA. <laughs> She's the one that was wearing the shirt saying Hillary Clinton is, is a cunt for one of her fights. Uh, but she's awesome. She happens to be awesome. <laughs> she's like fixing a tire when we were there. She's like a she's fighting Jenny Savage, the the uh, the, the, the macho woman. Remember, she had her on the podcast and she got into a fight with uh, what's his name with that girl who's whose boy whose husband is a uh, what's up, you know, what I'm talking about. Again, yeah, the, um, her and Ashley Gambino had a press conference. They were going at it. So these two are fighting. So yeah, there's a lot of characters on this card, people. Uh, and bare knuckle boxing this Friday night. I'm excited for this. Jenny Savage, who's hot, by the way, also. Uh, look her up. Macho Woman against Sheena Starr. The Hillary Clinton is a cunt uh, fighter. Uh, so this should be... Uh, this, this. I know you guys are all very excited about this. So uh, I am. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, and my wife just... My, my nanny canceled because for two days in a row, she's sick. So I got to watch the kid. Uh, but we have three podcasts this week. Uh, tomorrow, we have Kira Batara, who is an amazing fighter in Combate. She was in Ryzen. And her OnlyFans is, I don't have it because I'm married. But from what I hear, she's made $100,000 in OnlyFans. And there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, sexual body positive, hot stuff that if I was a, a single man who had $10 a month, uh, I would definitely subscribe if you want to. She, she puts it out there. Yeah. So she's on tomorrow, uh, as well as Alonzo Manifield, uh, who is the uh, college football player that was went to 15 different group homes that was ended up, uh, now he's in the MMA. He's a badass. He lost to OSP his last fight, but he's, he's, he's on the come up. Um, and then Thursday, we're coming back with Don Fry. Uh, McCorkle and Shang and Wean Dog. Uh, so we got a we got a, a whole. It's good. I think we also have Phil Davis on Thursday. So it's, we got a pack weekend this week. Uh, so thank you guys so much, Wean Dog. Anything you want to promote? Yeah, um, I'm I'm in the process of getting my UFC media press pass credentials because I'm trying to turn MMA roasted into like a, like a MMA you know media outlet. So I'm trying to get my press credentials. My my odds of actually getting the the credentials to the natural application process for the UFC, the odds for me are not that good. So maybe you can work your magic with the UFC with Dana White. Give me some press cred- credentials so I can go interview these fighters, you know, along the sides of MMA fighting and uh, MMA junkie. So we'll talk about that later. And also I have uh a new clothing collection out right now, the Wean Dog for President clothing line. It's on a website called teespring.com. Uh, I will post a link to my clothing line on my Twitter at the Joe Perez Show and my Instagrams. And that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Uh, McCorkle, anything? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to probably spend the most of the next couple of weeks uh, hunting meth heads on my property. <laughs> so, uh, I want to stay sharp for that. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. Uh, So, Joe, uh, take care and bye-bye.